in December 2019, my skills development and training business was gaining momentum. Many of the plans that I had for the company and myself were starting to shape up and I was indeed approaching my peak state. I knew I could achieve more. So I had this idea of starting a podcast. I felt that the podcast will be a great addition to the platforms where I can share engineering opportunities that help advance the engineering profession in South Africa. But then again, I thought, why not expand the concept to the whole of Africa? And that's how the Engineering in Africa podcast was born. By January 2020, I had to enter the unfamiliar territory of podcasting. I had to understand the different platforms used. I had to understand the type of technology I will need to use to make it possible. And most importantly, I had to deal with my own insecurities and fears. In February 2020, the talks of locking down the country were gaining momentum. By the end of March 2020, South Africa was in a lockdown. My business was severely affected by the lockdown and it killed my initial momentum. Fast forward to December 2020, COVID-19 and lockdown is the new normal. Like everyone else, I had to adapt and relook at new ways to carry on with my life mission. By January 2021, I garnered the strength to record the first batch of podcasts. They were not perfect, but were a great start. I had to learn the importance of starting where you are and focusing on execution instead of over planning. I had to get out of my comfort zone and execute the engineering in Africa vision. So I had back-to-back interviews with industry colleagues who had inspiring stories to tell. Today, I am proud to present to you the first episode of the Engineering in Africa podcast. It has been a journey that started in 2019 and in 2021, we have this new platform live. I am happy I have regained my drive to contribute positively to the engineering industry and this first episode promises to do just that. In this episode, I speak to Eric Ilunga about his engineering journey. We talk about his experience from struggling to get a job in the Democratic Republic of Congo to the barriers he had to face in South Africa. The other inspiring aspect of Eric's journey is how he eventually completed his degree, got a job in South Africa, and now works in the Czech Republic. Eric's story is one of grit. There will always be challenges in pursuing your engineering career. The important thing is to persevere and push through the pain and challenges. I hope that this episode can inspire a student in the Democratic Republic of Congo to take up engineering as a career and never think about giving up. I hope that this episode can inspire a student in South Africa to take advantage of the many opportunities that we have as South Africans. I hope that this South African student will realize how privileged they are and there are zero excuses not to achieve your goals. With that said, welcome to the Engineering in Africa podcast.
Yeah, Mr. Eric, let's get let's get it started, man. So what's going yes. on? Yes. So I've got this new initiative where I am. Uh, it's called the Engineering Engineering in Africa podcast. So okay. what I'm trying to do is, like, I've always been curious on, like, how other engineers, you know, apart from, like, South Africa, um, how other engineers, say, in Zimbabwe, Uganda, or whatever, like, how yeah. do they, like, like what's their, um, like, their engineering industry like, you know? That was the first yeah. thing. And then the second thing was... Um, I've always had, I'm always like in conversations with different engineers asking for advice. I think you've also like, pre- uh, you know, previously like asked for advice on like, yeah. okay, how can I do this? Um, how should I do this? And so forth. Right. So yes. my whole, the whole idea of the podcast was to say, okay, why can't we have like a podcast that where like um, I can like talk to engineers, I can, um, you know, like literally um, like share my, uh, like my insights as well on certain aspects that engineers have problems with, right? So the reason why I I wanted to talk to you was because I I think like your journey, um, what's your original country? Congo, DRC. Congo, yeah. So for me, like I was like very intrigued by how you you went from you know from Congo DRC, um, like that whole journey on okay, like w- what what motivated you to to move out of Congo, and now that you've moved out of Congo, um, where did you go? You went to SA. And when you, your, your experience in SA, your, your tips for the guys in Congo, if they, like, if somebody is in the DRC and they want to be an engineer, just like you in SA, like, what did you do to like, to, to transition from the DRC to uh, what you call to, to South Africa. And also I think even South Africans and people from other African countries will be interested to say, okay, how did you, how did you then transition from South Africa to where you are right now, you know, and how's the journey so far? Like, what have you learned? And yeah. So that's how I was saying that, um, I don't want it. It's not gonna be like super formal because you're <laughs> you're asking <laughs> you're asking for uh, notes and preparations and all of that. Um, yeah. I have to know what I'm uh, I'm going to face because when you have to face a successful engineer and smart like you, you have to <laughs> <laughs> you have to be prepared. Yeah. No, don't worry, because. I think I think I wanted to I wanted these things to like feel natural, like unscripted, yes. you know, like uh-huh. it's just a conversation, and from the conversation, then yeah, then we just take that conversation, and at the end, when we do the editing, we'll see like which messages are like very important, cut and yes. chop, and then um, yeah, obviously we'll share it with you before we publish so that you can see 
like what what we're publishing and then if you're happy or there's certain things you you want to cut out or whatever you know what i mean yes um is the the video okay yeah it's okay like it's yeah no it's okay but are are you seeing my are you seeing my crystal clear video and then you're thinking (laughs) (laughs) yes because i can see you very clear (laughs) and me i'm dark so I don't know if it will be okay or nah, should I change the position. Don't worry look about for it. Look for some light. Yeah, don't worry. I've got a I've got a big light shining on me. Uh-huh. So I've got I've got this whole setup. Uh, <laughs> I I even have a a whole podcasting mic and everything. So yeah. So so let's start here. Who are you? Um, Eric, and um, my name, my full name is Eric Kabakani Ilunga. I I studied electrical engineering. Um, I started in Congo from um, uh, high school, so I got my matrix in electrical in electronics, and Wait, then in Congo. Um, in Congo, yes. Okay. And then I went to university in Congo. I studied electrical engineering where I got my diploma, my national diploma. And then um, as everyone else after the diploma, you're looking for a job to just start life before you move forward with school. but that didn't happen for me. It was a bit difficult. I tried left and right, but um, every time you go for an interview, they tell you you are a suitable candidate, but if you spoke English, that would have been very well for us. Mm. So I was like, okay, um, I need to learn English, but learning English in in a French country is like... Um, chasing a car by foot. So I'm like, okay, let me go to South Africa and I should do my bachelor degrees there. So I went to South Africa. Mainly it was to learn English and do my bachelor degrees. And then I decided to stay there and work there. But it still was not easy to get a job because you have to fight between the language, the um, the formality of papers. You need a lot of visas and mm. all those things. But I managed to um, get proper papers. And after I st- after school, because um, when I got to South Africa, I studied at UJ. I was admitted at UJ, which... Uh, With no yes. English. And, and you didn't know <laughs> no, how to speak English. Thing. When, when I got to South Africa, normally, every student that comes to South Africa must um, register for English school. Most of people goes to ABC in Johannesburg. Oh, okay. You register there, you study English for one year. And then you can be admitted in a university. But what happens to me was um, when I got to South Africa, 
I started translating my papers, my um, national diplomas and my metric uh, certificate in English, and then um, get the uh, SACO qualifications, okay. uh, the evaluation yeah. of yeah. papers. And then while I was waiting for that, instead of going to an English school, I stayed home and I was learning English from home, mm. which was kind of difficult because I was staying at my uncle's and his rule was English outside, French in my house because he <laughs> wanted he wanted his um, kids yeah. to speak English and French. So kids speak English at school, but when they come home, they need to hear some French. Yeah. So it was difficult for me because the kids spoke very well English. So mm. I had to speak English with them, but I have to speak French because it's the rule of the house. <laughs> so I was yeah. reading books, watching movies, and going out with the kids, like, at the park, talking to people. And in about six months, my English was... <laughs> much better. Was much better because yeah. even people in the shop, they knew me that I didn't speak English. And then about six months, they were like, whoo, man, you went to <laughs> no English at all to... Uh, arguing with people in English. It's yeah, and you're even like, better than yeah. them now. <laughs> <laughs> so because my English I was like learning it from books so I knew the spellings I knew um the grammar I mm. I was like self learning but uh, I had everything in order so when I went to UJ for uh registration there was one paper missing. They were like, okay, you're coming from a French country. We need to see your English certificate. Mm. Otherwise, you're not going to get registered. That was difficult. So, you know, it's a rule. You don't have the English certificate. We're not going to okay. register you. Mm. But lucky me, because it was a late registration, and I had paid the um, the late registration fee. I went to see the head of the department because then the, the school was or had already started. Like I was one week late, so the head of the department had to sign to say, "Okay, you are one week late. You didn't miss out much." so you can catch up. So the department wanted the signature of the, the HOD. HOD to say, yeah. yes, oh, he can go. So there was two choices. Either you go to the HOD, he signed for, for the whole department, or you go to all the lectures on the subject that you have registered and mm. say, sir, I have missed out for one week. Can I still register? And then he signed. So yeah. I went to the HOD. It's much easier, one person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he was a he was a pretty much very well educated. He had he is he's a professor in electrical engineering. So who, who was, was this? 
um, what was his name? Um, he has passed away. I I don't oh. remember his name. He was very old. Yeah. So I went. I spoke with him, and he was just relaxed. He was like, "Okay, so you missed out one week." Uh, and then he looked at my subject. He's like, "Um, oh, you can catch up very quickly." Mm. And then he took my papers and signed. And then before I went out of his office, I was like, "Sir, there's one more thing." Um, kind of stuck. I never went to school for English, so they need my English certificate. What can I do? Should I just deregister and then go back to learn English or what? Yeah. He's like, "Oh, your English is pretty good for me." So <laughs> I think. And then he made a note to say his English is good. Just carry on. Get it out, yes. Yeah. And then I went back, and then they registered me. I started school. I was speaking fluent English. I could communicate. Mm. I thought that until <laughs> I went in a class and the teacher was there talking. Oh man, I couldn't hear a word. Mm. Sure. That was a different kind of English, you know. It's I don't know if because I was scared, but it, yeah, it, it took it was me not, like a week yeah. to get used to teachers' accent and mm. you know when you learn English from home and talking to people on the street, you learn normal English and then you get to school. It's an engineering English, it's something different. <laughs> <else>, yeah. <laughs> yes, so. Uh, but um, electrical engineering, it's pretty much, you know, like in French, when we study, we say, le condensateur c'est décharge, and then you mm -hmm. get there, and then uh, they say capacitors charge and discharge. Mm -hmm. You can hear a bit, it's almost the same thing. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, one week later, I could understand and everything. Yeah. So, yes, the school went well. I graduated from UJ. Um, and then it was now the um, job hunting. <laughs> yeah. So before we go, go to the job hunting, I just wanted to go back a little. Um, yeah. uh, in DRC, what was the, the name of your high school? Just to give yes, context. Because um, uh, the reason is, remember, as I say, like... Um, you know, there there might be some kid from DRC from your school listen who might possibly listen to this podcast and you know they might get yes. inspired or whatever. So, what was the yeah. high school that you went to? So, um, the high school I went to, it was called um, ETI de Linear Corp. Okay. Um, I don't know how to translate that. The ETI stands for um, uh, um, technical Institute and Industrial, oh, something like okay. that. That's okay, just, okay. Yeah. So, so it will be if if <clears throat> I had to think of South Africa, it will be like the TVET colleges, the technical colleges that we have. Similarly, yes. maybe. Yeah. Yes, but in high school, so it's, yeah. Um, like in grade nine, you already start with all yeah. these electrical. Yeah, it's TVET. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's the it's the TVET colleges, and mm -hmm. then okay. and then and then st straight 
from that your technical college you yes. you 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 did not do any other um like um varsity in trc i did i went okay. to ista in kinshasa because the high school was in another province yeah. it was in town called mbujimai okay the uh, world capital of diamond oh and okay. then <laughs> and then um because there was no um electrical engineering at the university there i yeah. went to kinshasa which is the capital city yeah then i went to uh, a university called ista okay um it's also uh, almost the same thing as uh, ete and this time is ista okay and that way i got my national diploma in electrical engineering oh okay then mm-hmm. after your national diploma came to sa to do a bachelor's degree bachelor's degree yes oh i understand i understand okay and then yes. you 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 from which town or like in the trc where you from like the um is it is are you from like the rural the townships or the suburbs or okay it's yeah. um in drc yes we have suburbs and but we don't have townships and okay. rural i think we have rural and suburbs okay so i am from the rural yeah. <laughs> not from the suburbs you're not soft yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> no 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 but i was educated like from the suburbs because okay. i had an army of brothers big brothers and uncles yeah. so you don't play it's school or nothing so it's yeah. school church and discipline at home yeah so it was kind of this suburb from the yeah. <laughs> so so you said that the the motivation to come to sa was um what was mostly to learn english yes it was mostly to because for me i, I still had to go back to do my bachelor's degree but i was like okay all the jobs interview i go to they advise me to speak english because oh, if see. you need to if you need to go to vodacom most companies are, and all the new technologies are in english and oh, i see all the big investors companies they prefer people who speak english because they are engineers they speak english, english. so this is yes. this is in this is in the trc in the DRC oh, but it's okay. a french country yes yeah so it was it's it's kind of an advantage there's a lot of people who has nice jobs but they don't speak english it yeah. depends but it was like an an advice like you, you you're still young you should learn some english you'll get a nice position okay. so i was like okay instead of just learning english let me go back to school yeah get my bachelor's degree and learn english on the way so yeah. what can i do i'm like south africa is the best is the way best way to go. Yeah. So, yes but how 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 other like when you compare like the varsities in um the drc and mm-hmm. south africa how, like how do they compare in terms of 
like the quality of the curriculum and education. the quality of the the lecturers and the infrastructure okay um let's start with infrastructures mm-hmm. um <laughs> um drc's universities are still the one left by belgium colony okay and no maintenance but there the education side it's we have qualified professors qualified everything but mm. we do not have um materials okay. curriculums are like still old the one belgium the left okay i see i don't know if you have met a lot of congolese educated people you'll find out that if he's a mechanical engineer he's not only a mechanical specialist mm. he can touch left and right okay. that's like the congolese curriculum they don't make you focus on one thing and you learn a lot about that thing okay. it's in like in metric i had like um 17 subjects sure for my metric and, you know, <laughs> and, and, and the and the kids in south africa are struggling with seven <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine so it's it's in congo we have like a lot of subject and sometimes you ask yourself okay i'm, I'm i want to be an electrical engineer yeah. and why are you teaching me this why is it going to help me you have yeah. geography in electrical engineering and if you fail one subject you 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 fail the whole year it's not like in south africa where um you are at uj you fail one subject then you, you pass other subjects yeah. yes in congo you fail one subject you fail the year sure so you pass these other subjects because you need to be an electrical engineer mm. there are those compulsory subjects like um out of those 17 there's like 10 compulsory subjects you fail one of them you repeat the year sure <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah so now yes, let's let's uh, for, let's fast forward so now you've got ooh. your your degree from UJ so the ooh. biggest challenge as you're saying um from uh what you call from the DRC was that uh you, you couldn't speak english so you decided to yeah. stay in south africa to try to job hunt in, uh do the job hunting yeah. in south africa so how did that, how did that go <laughs> <laughs> not not good at all was it, it worse was me. it was it worse that was it worse uh than uh, drc or was it much better um it, okay it's it, it had some similarities yeah but it was more difficult in south africa because you in south africa you'll basically get a job you yeah. go to the interview they call you they say your interview was very well you were our candidate but <laughs> the guy that came behind you the yeah. second guy in yeah. our shortlist he's still a student but yeah. he's a south african citizen that's right so yeah. by law we need to take a south african citizen oh, because oh, he's oh, going to yeah. graduate this year yeah you have graduated we should have taken you but we are not in rush so we don't yeah. want to be 
uh, against the law, so yeah. we're gonna take the African citizen. Quick, quick, so quick, quick question. <laughs> quick, quick, quick question. When you started your bachelor's, how old were you? I was old, very old. I was like. Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah, because yes. a lot of because because uh, that's what I was um sort of thinking as well that you know some some South Africans they actually graduate yeah. at like twenty two, twenty three. So yes, by the time I, you I graduated yeah. at twenty three for my um for the my diploma. national diploma. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. so so theoretically you you were supposed to be uh, applying for jobs where you you have like four years three years experience. Exactly. <laughs> you see and always when you go for a job they ask you, "Oh, you have four years gap. What yeah. are you doing?" I'm like, yeah. Job hunting. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I think I will also look at it that way. Like if yes. you were to come and you're saying you're applying for a graduate entry level position yeah. and and you're like 26 27 i then i start thinking hey yeah, yeah, this guy is going to give me it's going to give me problems i think some of the some of the rejections were, were i think we a lot of them yeah i had i had um these jobs offers mm. where the hr send you all the paperwork but they retract them and when you call them wanting to know okay what went wrong mm. they tell you because your direct manager is much younger than you so he's kind <laughs> of you know he's like i this guy is old like this guy. <laughs> I, I get <laughs> he's it, gonna yeah. give me trouble so it's, i get it Yes. Yeah. So now you you job hunt. What was your first job that you got in SA? My first job that I got, um, I can't call it a job. It was kind of um, because I was applying a lot of jobs that I was getting a response to. Because mm. when you apply for jobs, you don't get any call. Yeah. But most of jobs that I was getting um, calls from was clinical engineering. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, I get a lot of response and I read a lot about clinical engineering. Let me go volunteer. Mm -hmm. Because I was staying in Pretoria, I went to, to Steve Biko. Okay. I spoke to the um, technical uh, clinical technician that stays there, that works there. He's like, okay, the technical manager is on leave, mm -hmm. but we can give him a call so that he can arrange. So uh, we gave him a call. He was like, okay, well, you can spend a month with us. So for them, I was volunteering so that I can get familiar with all these equipment and yeah. how it works in hospitals. But for me, I had a politician card there because mm. I knew um, uh, the government always recruits. And when they recruit, they train and then yeah. they dispatch in different hospitals. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if I'm in already volunteering, it's yeah. easy for me to see 
when the recruitment comes correct, and yeah. I can easily apply and yeah. say, okay, I'm volunteering already here. Yeah. See, so it was so it was a good, that was a good strategy, man. Okay, before we yes. carry on um, uh, with that strategy, I wanna cause I can see that my Zoom is going to cut me off. Remember, it has this forty minutes thing, so I don't have the premium. Oh, so okay. what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna end. I'm gonna start another meeting, and then okay. and then we're gonna um, carry. We, I'm gonna send you the link, and then we'll um, uh, what you call. We will start on that. Resume. Yeah, okay. on resume on that new meeting, and then yeah, and then have have our part two. Thank you for listening to the first part of my discussion with Eric. In part two of our conversation, we talk about how he dealt with some of the job-seeking challenges in South Africa and how he got a job in the Czech Republic. I would really, really appreciate it if you could rate this podcast and share it with friends or colleagues who might find it interesting. Till then, see you in the next episode.